Youngstown. Welcome to another edition of the Youngstown Parent Storytellers Project. I am your host, Tara Walker Pollock, and today I am joined by the amazing Sophia Bugs. Sophia, how are you today? I'm well. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. Excellent. I, I'm so glad to um, have this podcast with you. Today we are at the Garden Cafe in Mill Creek Park. It has become one of my favorite spots. I believe the first time I came, I was with you, Sophia. Um, we, we met here for lunch, and it's definitely become one of my favorite spots in the city of Youngstown. So today we're just here for another conversation for one of our parents from Youngstown to just share her Youngstown story, her story of being a mom, being an entrepreneur. I'm going to allow her to share share her own um, story because I don't want to leave anything out because you do so many things well. <laughs> so, Sophia, if you don't mind just starting by telling us a little bit about yourself, what you do, about your, uh, your child, your daughter, and we'll just take it from there. So, my name is Sophia Bugs, and I am the owner and operator of Ladybugs Farm, which is an urban farm that sits on the south side of Youngstown, Ohio. Um, I'm very proud to be a grower in the neighborhood in which I live and, and grew up. And my daughter uh, attends Youngstown Early College. She is currently in the 10th grade with straight A's, I may add. Yes, yes. And her name is Passion Yael Hilton. And she's the wind beneath my wings. And I'm sure that's um, what actually has brought me to this table uh, because the subject is parents and I'm a parent. And I was sharing with uh, Tara as we sat down is that I've had a relationship with this human being for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And so there are just some things that she can get away with that nobody else can. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, and um, I'm so grateful that I chose to be a mom because without that experience, I wouldn't be who I am today. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, being a mom, being an, as an entrepreneur, you know, it's really challenging. But I think what one of the things that keep me pushing is wanting to leave a legacy. Mm-hmm. And not just no legacy of hope, yeah. but something that's tangible and profitable. Right. Something that's... Um, worth owning, worth keeping, and um, there was a time where my family members tried to do the same thing, but, you know, stuff happens, and so we are where we are, so here I am, and I'm looking forward to um, continue um, being the type of parent that I am. Um, it's, 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 it's got some moments, uh, especially when it comes to dealing with the systems that your children have to participate in, mm-hmm. whether that's going to the movies, going to school. Right. You know, um, you have to show the best way that you can right. to, to be a positive influence and encourage your children to make positive choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also... Um, like working with Youngstown City Schools, even though they're in a, a situation where they're trying to come back from whatever was ha- what had happened. Sure. Now, has Passion been in Youngstown City Schools her entire life? Like, let's go back to the to the beginning as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, Passion was actually born and raised in Orlando, Florida, and she attended 
school all the way up until I want to say second grade. So we were we moved back here where well, I moved back and she came with me <laughs> when she was in the third grade and she attended Williamson Elementary School. Okay. Okay. So she was in she we from third grade until now she's been in Youngstown City Schools. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you yourself are from the city of Youngstown. Tell me a little bit about your your upbringing in the city and uh, what that experience was like for you. So I was raised up in a time where every block had houses and houses and houses mm. of people and families and yes. the devil strips had big long tall wide amazing trees mm. and I went to Monroe Elementary School Okay, and I believe that we were the last first graders my class was the last first graders to attend Monroe before they decided to close it Okay, and then we went to Hillman Elementary School okay. Okay. And then I went to Hillman all the way up until the fourth grade, and then my mother took me to Florida. Okay. So I went to two different elementary schools here, mm -hmm. and then I went to Orlando. Well, we actually went to Eatonville, Florida, historic Eatonville, Florida, okay. and I went to Hungerford Elementary School in Eatonville, Florida, which is mm -hmm. another very historical school there in Florida. Okay, so mm -hmm. you ended up graduating from high school in Florida? Or? Yes. Okay. So in Florida, from elementary to actually, um, I did my um, undergrad work um, at Bethune-Cookman College in Daytona Beach, Florida. Okay. So I went to Hungerford Elementary School, then I went to Lake Mount Elementary School, Winter Park Junior High, Winter Park High School, mm -hmm. and then... I did a bridge student program at, at um, an upward bound program at Rollins College, mm -hmm. and I decided to attend Bethune Cookman College, and okay. so graduated from there. Mm -hmm. So you, you moved away, you know, spent your childhood and part of your adult life, you know, in another state. Became a mom, decided to come back to Youngstown. So just walk me through what that was like when you got back to Youngstown and what it was like and just how how different was it for you as a child versus an adult coming back? Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I had never been an adult in Ohio, in Youngstown. Mm -hmm. I had either been young enough where someone else is caring for me, but when you kind of like are the person in charge where you're actually an adult making decisions, that was a little different. So I came back and moved into my grandmother's home and uh, was a bit depressed only because I had been laid off of both of my jobs in Florida. I was teaching at Full Sail University and I was a lactation consultant, uh, a peer counselor, at um, Orange County um, Health Department in the okay. WIC department. Okay. And uh, both, I got laid off of both of those jobs and lost my grandmother within the same time frame. Wow. And then I had to come back home because you just can't live in 
Florida unemployed. Yeah. I tried it before and I struggled. Uh huh. Uh huh. So when I came back home, I came back home really looking for some newness, a way to start over. And then coming back, the thing that got me not to be depressed was trying to rekindle my grandmother's garden. Okay. And in doing that, I decided to work on a master's. So I worked on a master's in education. And my focus was curriculum and instruction. And that kind of kept me busy. And most of the pieces and work that I worked on in my master's was everything to do with wellness and alternative ways of healing. Got it. And where did you get your master's degree from? Uh, American Intercontinental University. Okay. Okay. Um, so once I graduated, I was like, what am I going to do with all of this? Well... I never considered possibly being a producer of my own medicine or for my own wellness program or create my own curriculum that would help people. Um, but I realized that I really enjoy working from home, working on, you know, taking your class or working on your degree from home gives you a certain t uh, type of a discipline. Yes. And that's something that, like, yes. if you're an entrepreneur, you'll need that. And right, I felt right. really, I really enjoyed the spirit of kind of being self-led. And I thought, you know what? Maybe I need to figure out what I can do where I'm able to work from home and still be a good mom, but still impact the, my community somehow. Mm -hmm. And mind you, I was coming back from space that I had called community to create new community sure. which was with people that I had known for years. Sure. And it was clear that I was from Florida because my ideas mm -hmm. were just so different. Right, right. And so um, I got in where I thought fit was going to fit in, and I, I figured that was gardening. Mm -hmm. And so anytime people were posting up community garden stuff, I kind of was hanging out in those circles and decided to grow in my backyard. Okay. Rekindle my grandma's garden. So in doing it, I just got a little bit ambitious. Um, at the time, our Mahoney County Land Bank was leaning forward Ohio. Mm -hmm. And I went to them asking if I can get permission to grow on some vacant lots that was uh, behind adjacent to my house. Okay. And um, that's when I started the process of um, land ownership with the land bank to grow food for at first, it was just for my mental clarity, and then it really changed to other business, a for-profit farm business. Okay. Yep. And so is that really, like, where it started, like, coming home and rekindling your, your grandmother's garden has turned into... Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? It's to sit, do you sit here and think that, that that was real, that that happened, and, and I'm living this. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, there have been a lot of things I've really, really wanted in life. But nothing like this. This is so delicious to to just desire, sure. and then somehow the the roads are open for me to have exactly what I imagine. Because mm -hmm. I always loved the park when I was little. I've always loved nature, but to have a piece of your own, sure. You know, even if it's not profitable, to have space to be in nature puts me on the path of being able to self heal. Um, without needing to self-medicate or to go to other people for my clarity. Like, that's nature's the answer um, for that for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when we look at all the, the challenges that Youngstown has faced over the years and, 
you know, you even talking to me about the impact you see what our city looks like has on your daughter. It's, well, I feel it's obvious that you still kind of see the potential mm-hmm. that is there in the city. Yeah, I was, I was sharing before that I, um, at, you know, when your children, and you watch them all the time, but when your children get to that age where they've really changed and you're just taking a glimpse of who they are, you know, when we're riding around in the city, I'm often looking at her look out the window and I can just feel in her spirit and I can see it in her eyes that Youngstown is not necessarily a futuristic place for her. For me, it's ripe for potential and new beginnings. And for her, it's like, nah, uh-huh. I need to make some other plans. Yeah. You know? yeah. and, and I respect those plans, but I do sometimes feel some kind of way that she didn't get a chance to see the city that I used to see when I was a little girl. Right. Yep. Yeah, so you said, like, you kind of, you respect, you know, where your daughter is. She's her own person, and she has her own ideas, and you don't want to force anything on her. Um, And so how do you, how do you really feel about, you know, the idea of your baby growing up, and she might be far away in a couple years and like how, how are you coping with that right well, now? Well not really to even get deep into what I would consider a spiritual uh, <laughs> a spiritual curse or a family curse. I really believe my daughter has broke broke the mold of what of all of the tragedy and trauma that has happened with my family here in Youngstown and I remember wanting to leave as well not from necessarily Youngstown from my mother's nest okay. and her not not ready for me to leave mm-hmm. I wasn't able to do that and so now that the opportunity is presented I'm ready for her to spread her wings and fly mm-hmm. I will be crazy because she's going to gift the world with all of the amazing gifts that I blessed her with yeah. you know and it, it gives me another opportunity to possibly visit someplace on the planet sure. or to like I'm doing now sit back and admire you know, the beauty of something that I might not have not been able to do at her age, mm-hmm. but to watch it through my daughter. Like, she's ripe with potential. Mm-hmm. You know, I see myself in her almost every day. Yeah. And so it would be like holding myself back if I didn't allow her to to do what she chose to do. And I'm, I'm not pushing college, although that's our focus. That's what one of the goals we got. If she decides that she wants to just figure out a trade, mm-hmm. I'd let that happen. We live in a time where people are wanting to be profitable now, not later. Right. People don't want to rack up debt as I did. Um, so I want to give her that opportunity if need be. I would love it if she wanted to stay home and farm. Okay. You know, I would totally open the, but I don't think that's. You don't think that's her? <laughs> I don't think that's her. Okay. <laughs> Um, so just talk to me a little bit about, you know, what what your village looks like. Um, I know you're from this area. You have a lot of family here. Um, but I know you have a village. You know, what, what does your village look like in Raising Passion? Mm. Very colorful. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the other things I didn't necessarily add to my entrepreneurship as me also being a spiritual consultant. And um, so I have a, a, a group of folk who, um, 
put um, spirituality and God and ancestral and helping angels and all that kind of work before all of the other worldly things that people adhere to. So those are the people primarily who are surrounded, surround my daughter. But a lot of us are hidden in the work that we do. We're not necessarily out in the world sharing our alternative spiritual views. Okay. <laughs> because we don't want to get looked at or treated different. Okay. And so she has a godfather who is amazing to her. He is a best friend. And we've known each other for years. And where her father fell back, he stepped forward. Okay. So she never has had the experience of having an absent man in her life that okay. is a father figure. Okay. So, and he's in Columbus, Ohio. Um, my parents um, had me very young, and I think they're just now trying to catch up with their own lives. Okay. And so my village is kind of small. I have a couple friends and some sister friends. But I do honestly spend a lot of time alone. Okay. I'm not surrounded by a bunch of people and we're not doing a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely loved and I love other people. Sure. But I don't really have a a village that I can actually put my hands on as a unit. Okay. But I do know we work ebb and flow together with making sure that passion has an amazing journey mm -hmm. while she's on this planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's important to, to bring up because you're you're a mom, you're an entrepreneur, there's there's so many things that you are doing um, to live a, a well-rounded life and mm -hmm. to provide her with a well-rounded life and Especially with the entrepreneur piece, I can see how other parents can look at your life and say, like, well, how, how do you possibly do all of that um, and not have a village? But a lot of parents don't. You know what I mean? A lot of parents, you know, they just figure it out and do what they got to do on their own. So. Yeah, and I'm, and I think um, because of the work I do, I'm a part of the village for other people. Like, they call mm. on me to talk. They call on me to um, support offer wisdom and guidance and um, and because I am that for them mm -hmm. I kind of do feel that they're mine too a lot of times. The work that I do is very community oriented sure. very much so and so with it being so community oriented I'm so grateful that I'm serving a higher purpose so I feel included Okay. you know and I think it's also my personality I'm very introverted and extroverted <laughs> So um, I do, um, I kind of roll alone a lot. Mm -hmm. I do. Um, one is I don't necessarily like to ask help because I know other people right. have their own stuff. Right, right. And I don't like to overburden or wear my welcome Yeah, out. I'm the same way. <laughs> and so I just work it out, figure it out right. the best yep. way I can. Yep, yep. yep. But I know for sure she ain't gonna be short of it. Exactly. She exactly. she know who her community is. That's awesome. And I, I really I think me working towards that, I don't feel some kind of way that I don't necessarily have it for myself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as long as you know your children are taken care of that that makes you look at like you said, like what you don't have in a different way and it's not such an issue anymore. And I am very clear that at a certain point in um 
our lives that she's gonna leave the nest. And I do need to find that support. Yeah. You know, that, that's healthy. <laughs> that that's the, you know, I got a couple years where I do need to figure it out because I too need a village, as you're asking, just like she has one. That's important to to talk about as well because we can get so wrapped up in our children and then they're like you said ready to leave the nest and then it's like well, wait a minute like you've been my life <laughs> you've been my life and so when we do get that opportunity to have our own lives we almost don't know what to do with I know it. that's right girl <laughs> every time she go to Columbus or if she got a field trip I'm just sitting there waiting. <laughs> I'm just sitting there waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's great when she's home. I, I'm doing everything, but when she's gone, it's like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a mom, and um, Sophia is is a personal friend of mine. Um, and so this summer, my daughter got to go away for, oh, my God, like five or six weeks. And I didn't know what to do with myself. I was able to hang out with my girlfriends and just say, oh, you want to go to dinner? Sure, let's go. And, you know, when my daughter's here, it's, that's not what the routine looks like. So um, you can see how your life really becomes wrapped up in your children. Oh, sure. And I'm grateful that she wants me to be there. That's key. Like, if she plan to go skate, see, she, see, I'm one of them folk, you got the schedule with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and because I don't want to tell her no, and it's sometimes an issue of budget, you got to tell me in advance. Right. And we probably can do everything, but if you don't tell me in advance, we can't. So when she organizes, like, everybody going to the skate ring or to movies, and then everybody can't go. Mm-hmm. Mommy will go. Okay. They don't want to go skate. Let me go grab my skates from the attic. Yeah, yeah. You know, we hang out, and we like hanging out. Mm-hmm. We like going to a bookstore together. We like going skating ring. We love food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and even though she's a picky eater, uh-huh. she's now become uh, a young foodie where she's okay. open to okay. explore all the tweaky things that I do, the fermentation, yeah. the bone broth. Right. You know, and we giggle and have a good time, which which helps me to better appreciate home. Okay. Which helps me uh, to want to stay home and do my entrepreneurial work at home as opposed to getting away from a space that could be very lonely because I don't have a lot of adult conversations because I'm the kind of work that I do is, I think, a little bit more introverted. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, but yeah, she and I hang out and spend time together and I like that. We are not at a, you know, there is no real formality in our relationship, but there is. Okay. She is clear that although I'm a younger mother, I'm a tad bit traditional. Okay. Where I should not be called by my first name. Right. Yeah. You know, if they don't have a title like mommy, auntie, Mm -hmm. then I don't want you calling adults by their first first name. I'm uncomfortable with that. Yeah. You know, and um, it's just a way to keep the lines of respect Um, even with texting um, we communicate on all different mediums but if you can't say it in my face you better not text that to me (laughs) I hear that (laughs) you better not text that thing to me so uh, yeah and and now we got a nice little flow where she understands like if her friend says she want to do something she she tells my mom's got to meet her parents Mm. 
my mom has got to make sure somebody's that that's just my mom right. and I told her she needs to get used to that sure because yeah. we live in a world where somebody is waiting for you to slip that absolutely. one time absolutely absolutely yep <laughs> not on my watch and, right right <laughs> and so what do you feel has really helped encourage you have that kind of relationship with your daughter as a teenager because we know them teenage years can be really challenging where we pull away from our parents so what helps you keep that going actually come from a teenage mother and her mother was a teenage mother okay and we always could talk okay uh, I skated with my mother we went Wednesday night midnight skate and I know I need to be in the bed but yeah. that's what we did yeah. you know we ate pizza together and I get my taste from my mom my mom likes weird stuff like anchovies and you know, cured meats and mm-hmm. my passion is totally not like that. Okay. But I think the relationship my mother and I had kind of rubbed off on the way I'm, I have a relationship with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to also say that I want to say that it also equates with my strong alternative views in, in the way of spirituality is concerned. Okay. You know, I... I love nature, and I love nature for all of its ebbs and flows and swells and winters, and so, you know, nature can be funny, mm-hmm. and I can be funny too, Okay, I'm being honest, <laughs> but a lot of the relationships that I do possess are very natural and very free, and I have that same kind of freeness with my daughter, Okay, with, uh, with some in your windows of tradition because I don't want to cage her. Sure. Especially when we live in a world where she's told no already before she even got there. From what her skin color is, her natural hair, all of those things. Mm -hmm. I want to find a space to not say no as much. And and so our relationship is very, uh, very open. Okay. You know, and um, I'm I'm proud to have that because we, we communicate well on that level, you know. Um, and I know that um, not being so in control of your child's life can be challenging for a lot. Yeah. Especially when you're a single parent. Uh-huh. But she's at the age now where I trust that she can make healthy decisions for herself. Good. And I'll let her make those decisions. Mm-hmm. You know. What advice can you give to parents to kind of encourage that type of relationship? And I want to soak that in as well because that's the type of relationship I would love to have with my own child. Mm-hmm to know yourself because they knew you when you are together in the dark they were with you in the dark mm-hmm. so you the same flesh and the same blood mm-hmm. and the way energy or information is transmitted to them is the same way you get it but just on a different level so when you think you're hiding from them they already, they already know yeah. Yeah. so lying to your children or not apologizing when you should or thinking if you keep it locked behind closed doors or don't do it in front of them, they're not going to see it. Yeah. You could tell them a thousand times that you should follow this way, but the way they follow is you. It's you. Yeah. They follow you. And I don't know what the magic is where people who are raised in certain homes, and even though the parents tried hard to keep them away from something, maybe criminal activity, they found them ways towards doing the same thing. Right. You know, and the way to do that is you got to know yourself. And when you know who you are, you are a better communicator, a better delegator, a better leader. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and you pass that same vibration to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going to make a few mistakes, but all you have to do is say, I made a mistake. Right. Just own up to Just it. Just own up to it. You yeah. know, and, and the realest of the world, because they're going to explore and experience a lot of things you've gone through, and you'll save them from those pitfalls when you live an open life. Yeah. I agree. So, no, I'm not saying from an obscene perspective, open word, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, but, you know, like... My language isn't always just perfect, you know? So she know I cuss, you know? She knows some other things about me, but I'm able to speak to my stuff, you know, versus being secretive. And that helps us to mentally stay on the same page, she and I. I think it allows our relationship to be so much more beautiful because she see I'm not trying to not be myself. Okay. She see that I'm okay with who I am unapologetically. Yeah. It's easy to get along with people who are transparent or at least yeah. working on their transparency. True. Yeah. You know, we're working as a matter of fact, that's what we're working on now. Because she wants to share things with people but don't know how to say it's enough. She don't want to lose their friendship. Right. You know, and like somebody who keeps borrowing her earbuds, that she don't want her to put her earbuds on her because yeah. she got to clean them off every time. Yeah. <laughs> and I just said, well, why don't we buy her some earbuds? She's like, no, I'm not buying them. I'm not buying them no earbuds. <laughs> I said, well, you got to open your mouth and say, well, you know, I don't mind you using my earbuds, but you don't clean your ears. And mm -hmm. I, I don't want to, you know. Right. Like, I can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> don't just, you don't just say that. <laughs> it's like, no, you do. And so I'm sharing with her to practice now mm -hmm. so that she don't have to wait until she get in the workplace yes, and yes. people walk over her. Yes, that is, oh, that's awesome. You know, <laughs> do it now so that yes. you don't have friends who are superficial. Uh -huh. You don't have to keep pretending in relationships. Mm -hmm. People will just cling to you for just who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That was that was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. And I, I know you're um, headed off to another meeting. Um, so again, I just appreciate you taking your time to talk with me today. Thank you. So if there's anything that you could just leave with with our parents in Youngstown um, who might feel that. This is all that there is to life. You know, they look around, they, they see the devastation, they see the blight, they you know, they see all that's going on in our in our public education system and um, how, what words can you give to keep them uplifted? Find out your purpose and why you're aligned to this space. What keeps you here? Um, what, what what's making you stay? Like really do a fact check with yourself. And the reason I say that is that that'll put you in a position of enjoying what's available in the community and what is here and how you can participate in your own magical way. Like, you might want to be a part of the fashion scene or you might want to do parks and recreation, but you got to check in with yourself um, to find out 
am I in Youngstown? How can I make a difference? What is it about this city that I love? Mm -hmm. Whether this is Youngstown or whether this is L.A., mm -hmm. you should always ask those questions. You should have meaning and purpose, especially when you are paying taxes, you're putting hard work, sweat equity into a community. You need to know why you're there. And if you're still unhappy, then you need to figure out where you need to be on this planet. Right. I would never encourage anybody to stay here just because you need to make a difference and because you're from here. You've got to have some type of purpose that is seated into this space for you to feel a part right. and that you're progressing and making a difference because with all the good work that I do around local foods, it's a lot of setbacks. Okay. In my circles and things I'm trying to participate. But the thing that keeps me going is I know my purpose. I know I'm supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. And my work exists in this city. Okay. So I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so with that, you have to, you know, you've got to figure out what it is that you want to do in the world. Especially sure. in relationship to, to Youngstown. Sure. And if your children are participating in Youngstown City Schools, then you need to figure out how you too can impact this new change of moving forward right. as opposed to just being home. Like what's going on in Youngstown, all men, all hands on deck now. Yeah. None of us can just afford right. to just be sitting on right. the porch. Right. But it's ripe with potential it and is. new beginnings. It is, yeah. It's so ripe for it. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, and if you're not ready for the journey, then Youngstown may not be the space for you. Okay. You yeah. know? Yeah. You know? And, um, because there is a lot of blight, you know? And just as you take a couple steps forward, some get a couple steps back. Yeah. Some organizations that possibly supported one program might stop supporting it. And, yeah. You know? So, you got to figure out your space and right and, and, and feel good about it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the Richter. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be going upstream where you're like, oh, boy, I'm from yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're paddling upstream, take your oars out of the water and let the boat go down the stream and feel where that needs to be in the city. You know, feel what that joy feels like. Mm -hmm. You deserve it. Every human being deserves joy, yes. especially where you live yes. and you spend your money. Yes. Yep. You know, I'm here because I love the fact that there is a whole space untapped around urban agriculture, uh, around green space, around um, parks and recreation, people going back to nature, like, that's my focus, right. you know, specifically people who are disadvantaged, okay. allowing nature to heal their lives, okay. you know, um, that's my area, mm -hmm. and it's it's so much around us that could be used in this city. Yeah, it is, it is. We've got one of the most beautiful parks in the world. Yes, again, we are sitting in the beautiful Mill Creek Park. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. So thank you so much for thinking enough of me. Thank you. Um, to sit down and have this conversation and record it. I'm excited. And I hope I've added tools to someone's toolbox. And um, thank you again. Yes, thank you so much. So again, this has been another edition of the Youngstown Parent Storytellers Project. Today I was sitting with Sophia Bugs, And I am your host, Tara Walker-Pollock. I'll catch you guys next time.